Today on Talk CDL, what's going on with trucking? Truck drivers being forced to take loads into cities where police may not even exist. They're defunding police departments, and truckers are saying, I'm not taking it. I am not going to deliver that load. That's all on Talk CDL today, plus the word of the day and more. Tune in. Marvin Keller Trucking is currently looking for drivers to expand their fleet. We have solo, team, lease purchase, owner-operators, and even part-time local positions available. Their solo drivers get up to $0.54 a mile. Teams get up to $0.58 a mile. Late model Cascadias and Mac Anthems available. Your health benefits start on day one. That's nice. No touch freight and 60% drop in hook. Nice. Want something different? Join the elite fleet. Four days on and four days off. Hourly pay of $20 to $25 an hour. Want to start your own business? Check out the lease purchase program with payments as low as $345. You can pay the truck off and start hiring your own drivers. Want more details? Call 888-418-5161, extension 280. Marvin Keller Trucking. Hey drivers, are you looking for a new job or are you looking just to become a new lease driver? Well, NCI offers new Kenworth T680 double bunk condos with APU and refrigerator, all standard and all of their equipment. Come aboard and become a lease operator, or you can become a company driver. NCI offers regional positions, over-the-road positions, team positions, and also NCI will take on a few students if you've graduated from a trucking school. Pick up the phone, check out NCI, and see if they have what you're looking for at 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Hey drivers, have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call JJ Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, US DOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you. So, Ruthann, you brought up the other day about um, police being defunded and you had read that article or you had seen an article about truckers are saying, hey, they defund police in certain cities. I'm not taking loads there. I mean, it's already bad enough out there. I mean, look what happened to that truck driver up in Minneapolis with the tanker the other day. Uh, they're trying to get a petition just to rearrest the guy after they left him out, trying to say that he was charging the crowd when we could tell he wasn't. I mean, you, you start sending truck drivers into cities that have any protection all bets are off. Why, why would a truck driver even want to do something like that? Does it even make sense? No, I don't think, I don't think uh, drivers should go to a city that is defunded with its police station. They have to have safety, too. 
I agree 100%. I mean, think about that. I mean, it's bad enough that it's unsafe, but it's also with with nobody on your side there. If if something were to happen to where, hey, you, you're, your life's in danger and you have to defend yourself or you try to drive away and somebody gets hurt, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's it's everybody's after your scalp. What the hell? I mean, I honestly don't think they're going to go to the extent of defunding a whole police. I, mean, I can't even understand why you would want why no police. I mean, I can't I can't understand it because in those same cities that they're probably wanting no police, I can guarantee they get 911 calls. So I, I, I'm not understanding no police, but yet we're going to call for the police for domestic violence because the boyfriend's kicking the crap out of, you know, the girl or it, uh, those same cities are the ones that are wanting defunded. So I'm, I'm not understanding that. Now, if you even look at it a little further, where are these drivers going to be delivering to? Because if a city's defunded of police, do you think Walmart's going to build there? Target, any grocery store, are they going to have a store that they're going to want to sell stuff at when there's no police there to protect them? Well, let's start there for a second. Like business-wise, money-wise, mm-hmm. if, if, you're, if you're a city that says, we don't want cops, think about what you're doing. If you have, and, and I'm talking to the cities right now, mm-hmm. mayors, whoever, if you have a area that, People feel unsafe, and first off, all the good people are going to leave. That's mm-hmm. that's number one, and first and yep. foremost. In fact, look at neighborhoods. When neighborhoods get trashed and danger comes into your most people's neighborhoods, honestly, the people that aren't doing anything that are just trying to live a good life, they pack up and leave. They go to another city, mm-hmm. a different area in the city, or they leave the state. It's It's just common practice since the United States was open for business 200 and some years ago. It's the way people are. Yeah. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, if truck drivers also start saying, hey, we ain't delivering there. I think in that poll, did you read it? I read it. What is it, like 79% yep. said, I ain't doing it? Yep. And listen, I don't care what trucking company you are. You are not absolutely, and I don't even think trucking companies will force a driver. No. But I guarantee you, can you imagine what the rates would be? Think about that. Yeah. It's like, we need food. Well, uh, 30 bucks a mile. You know, I mean, and we're sending in guns. You'd have to send in your own armory full of of uh, truckers with 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 armed guards, almost like the old stagecoach mm-hmm. where they were riding shotgun. You'd almost have to have something to that, you know. But think about this for a second. If if the if if truckers go, I ain't going in there. Screw you. You guys realize you just now became almost like a desolate city. The only thing that's left is you and the muggers. You're going to be on your own little, like, islands are that way. The, yeah. The reason that everything's expensive on an island is because you have yeah. to pay to ship it in there. Yeah. Now, here's another one. Um, oh, wait. It just flew out my head. That's right. Muggers, <laughs> rioters, robbers, everybody that's doing bad, they're the only ones that are going to stay. Yeah. Banks aren't going to want to be there. Banks. Well, once the truckers don't start or stop bringing in uh, uh, commodities and, yeah, food and, 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 and all, clothing. Exactly. And, the Walmarts can't operate. Nobody can operate. And even if Walmart said, well, we'll have our own trucks deliver, those same drivers are going to say, no, $100,000 isn't worth my life. Right. Or whatever they're paying Walmarters these days, 90000 a year. Well, whatever. not only that, but the, the company, and no matter who it is, isn't going to want their trucks going in there because look at, look at trains. How many trains have graffiti all over them? 
Yeah, well, graffiti's the last of the well, what I was, worry. I was just using that as a small example. You know, when you see what no law creates, it's a free-for-all. So that means all these kids, it's going to start out small like that, and it's just going to keep getting, you know, everybody's going to just, it's a free-for-all. It's, it's going to yeah. be disgusting. Well, uh, do, do you have some of those statistics in there? Did, did you read it? Well, it's um, they had 1,283 people respond to their poll. Right. And 79% of them said that they will refuse loads to cities with disbanded, dis, disband or defunded, defunded police departments. Yeah. I mean, I, if I was in that group, if I was driving again, I would not want to deliver to an area where... Well, think about this. Even if there's not rioting going on, but knowing there's no police. Do you remember? Let's let's just go back to like the uh, Al Capone days or the uh, um, Luciano days in New York. Do you know one of the biggest crimes that they that used to be in New York was the lifting of trucks. There was no protection. For, for truckers back then. These but there was still a police department in those areas, and there still was no prote- protection. Well, that was because there was way more corrupt cops. And I'm not saying there ain't any corrupt cops now, but that was like really big-time corruption back then. And the mafia ran the cities. In fact, if you, if you defund the police, the 95% that are good, if you defund that, you are now handing your city over to, honestly... Uh, criminals. Right. I mean, what else? If you have, if you have a city without police, can you imagine trucks coming into the city? What kind of, what kind of a jewel that would be to your criminals that know, hey, there's no police around. Get that guy. Get that truck. Mm -hmm. Get that truck. I mean, there's no, there's absolutely no point in trucking, even remotely close to those cities. In fact, um, I, I, I think the only thing that the only suggestion that and if they're going to be some kind of sovereign city to where they have their own deal and, and screw the rest of the world, then you'd have to take the, you'd, you'd have to deliver to like a destination within like a hundred miles to where they pick up the goods and have their own truckers that live in those cities, bring them in if they have some kind of a deal made out, because I'm telling you, any trucker going that way is going to have to have somebody that's riding shotgun with a shotgun. Well, that's the thing is you would want, if you're going to say you're going to meet at, you know, an intersection or a, a truck stop or whatever. Well, if, if, if a criminal now knows that that's where the delivery is going to take place, they're still going to go and wait for it and have it surrounded for when the truck pulls up. So it's not, it's not going to be a, a win situation at all when it comes to that, because no matter what the situation is, the trucker is always is going to be fearing for its li- his life or hers, no matter what. But the city will be, it's, you're not going to have your tourists anymore. If That's gone. Tourism's yeah, gone out of your city. Any kind of, period. So your hotels are going to shut down. You're, you're, Who's going to be staying? Who would stay in your hotels? No one. If you already know that there's no police in that situation, no one's going to want to be there. Right. Okay. And who's going to shop at your Walmarts? Nobody, because there's nothing. Nothing's going to be in your Walmarts. No, nothing's going to end up going into Walmart. But Walmart's not going to want to be there. If someone comes in and starts stealing, what's Walmart going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. They don't realize how bad of an effect when you scare the trucking world from coming into your area. Mm-hmm. I don't think they realize how bad the effect is. 
they, they would be now obligated to come up with the solution to get the goods in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they would also have to figure out a way to protect the, the guys. The, yeah, the <laughs> bad guys would now have to turn into to, to the good guys trying to protect th- the area from the worser guys. I mean, it, it just, and I just want everybody to know for all you people out there that get offended real easy and you twist words, oh, he's, he's citing for violence. I'm not, I'm not saying because, because I said, Oh, somebody might have to ride shotgun coming into those cities. I'm not saying somebody's coming in to shoot you. I'm not advocating for that. All I'm saying is if there's no protection back in the day, stagecoaches had to have somebody riding to to, to protect, to the, protect driver, the back of the driver. The yeah. driver and the commodity that mm-hmm. was in that stagecoach, or else that there was nobody gonna get on it and nobody was gonna ship their goods into those areas because of of robbers and muggers and and, and and everybody out there that's looking to uh, do the opposite of good. Yeah. So you know. So you look at you look at the effect. Trucking has such a crazy effect that all you got to do is is scare trucking. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they realize the results are then. No, they it don't. It just keeps. It's a snowball. Okay. So we have a city. Okay. Right. Now let's just use, we'll use Tampa as an example. I'm going to use, use Tampa. Well, I, I want to use a city. What city should we use? You want to use Tampa? Well, I, okay, but this is Tampa. This okay. is an example. Should we, should we use Detroit as an example? Everything left Detroit? No. no. no the, the market, you know, as far as like the, the car factories, they all left to go overseas and stuff or whatever it was that they happened. So what well, happened to it? They lost a lot of their, their let's just say, commodities. Let's just say any city. Any city States. whatsoever. You have a city in that city. You have a a lot of industry going on it, you know, as far as an income. Yeah, you have right? a, you have a, f- a fully working city. What right. you're saying, so you, you have goods coming in. You have goods coming in. Tourism, you have like you said earlier, some kind of tourism. Every city has some sort museums, of museums. Yeah. You have anything. People coming in uh, to do right. concerts. There's mm-hmm. hey sports. Your major cities have big stadiums. Yeah. It's just a mix. It's a fully healthy economy usually what most cities the way they run okay not every but most okay so now you have your little smaller ones your little small towns yep. that you drive through there might not be anything there but you're driving through there so there's gas stations probably mm-hmm. so if any city like i said i was going to use tampa as an yeah, example use tampa. Okay. We're using so tampa. you have a city like tampa that now has no police department they just defunded Tampa. They just defunded Tampa. Wink, wink. This is this is an example. This case, is only an example, only because yeah. you know. Again, for I those can, that don't pay attention, we're making Tampa an example. Right, and the only reason I'm using Tampa as an example is because it's a, a, it's a large city, city that I know, and it's a city where we live near. Right. Yeah. So there's nothing there. So what happens? There's now hotels closing down. Why are they closing down? Because there's no one coming in. Because no one wants to be unprotected. If something happens, you want to be able to call the police to protect you. That's what the okay, public so, service is about. Okay, so hotels are closing down because nobody's in them. Right. What else no is going on? Them. What else is going on? The um, WalMarts are closing down. Why is Wally World closing? Wally World's closing down because they're out of product. Well, no, not even that they're out of product. Why would they want to be somewhere? They already have theft, right? People already go and steal from the store. But so they're that's out. Of, but they're out of product also because the truckers ain't coming. Right. So they sell what's left on their shelves to anybody or it's stolen because, you know. So what is the full effect of trucking? The full effect of trucking is, do you know those cities that end up having nothing left in them? Mm -hmm. That's it. There's nothing left of the whole city because there's no more food coming in unless you're making your own groceries, 
you know, as far as your farming and stuff, if you're a self-sustainable house, that's the only way you'll have anything going on. But go back to the just go back to the everyday things, the the everyday. And you know what? Like like when we go shopping for somebody that needs something in the church, Mm -hmm. right? When somebody calls the church and they say we have no food. So what are, what's the first things we look at? Milk, milk, eggs, eggs butter, butter, bread, bread. The everyday mm-hmm. things that you the staples. use. Everything that you use. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they say that it would take about three days of that not being delivered. Eggs, milk, butter, all your dairy products. It takes about three days, and pandemonium goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts affecting babies. Well, we just had some Tod- of that with the COVID, how fast everything went. Well, babies, toddlers, mm-hmm. panic sets in in just three days. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because of trucking. This is a, a, what I'm trying to do is point out how important trucking is. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and some cities may get a lesson on how important trucking really is. Because right. like that article said, trucking has been the forefront of like this coronavirus, now the rioting, all this stuff that's going on that's bad. Truckers are still working. Mm-hmm. Without the trucking industry still doing what they're doing, it gets 10 times worse than, mm-hmm. than you. You guys think the rioting and the coronavirus is bad. Trust me, they said that if there was a nuclear war, this is the truth. I've heard this. If there was a nuclear war, 75% of the population of the world would, would perish within six months or even sooner because they wouldn't know how to survive. They wouldn't know how to hunt. They wouldn't know how to fish. They wouldn't know how to grow. The only thing they could rely on would be stealing, and most of them guys would get shot. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if there was a nuclear war and the sun was covered, they're saying, so what I'm getting at is if trucking goes away, now you have people that have to survive. Mm-hmm. In just three days, there's no milk on the shelf. There's no bread. There's no butter. In a week, there's really nothing left. The water's all gone. Okay, in in probably two, three weeks, the, the people are killing each other and robbing each. It doesn't. It 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 goes fast. When all of a sudden the supplies cut, when the supplies cut off, the rats will eat each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dad always says, the sharks will eat each other. Mm-hmm. It's it, and it's just it's just physics. Right. That's what happens. So you cut trucking off. All you have to do is cut your your source. Your it's like it's like a water supply. You cut your water supply off. What is it? What's the average human? Three days, and three to five days, and they die of they dehydration. Have, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what trucking is. Trucking is the source. It's the pipeline for everybody to get stuff. And if you cut that off, the essentials, when you cut the, that's why, that's why truckers were allowed to drive in the coronavirus Mm -hmm. because of what they called the essentials, the stuff that they will die without. It's going to, it's going to make people start dying. When you start cutting off the basics and then all of a sudden the meat and all the canned goods. And once all that stuff is used up, what do you have left? You have a society that's not trained to survive to being a 70. So, so you might think to yourself, well, I know how to survive. Hell, I'll go out and hunt and fish. But you don't, you're not understanding. If 75% of the population don't know how to survive and they're going to rob and kill each other, you're actually on the target list. You're the guy that's trying to survive within that city and you know how to set up things and and maybe you even store it up as soon as they get wind that you have something you're a target so all you people in the cities that are going oh i don't care i don't know how to survive you aren't going to survive because 75 percent of the population is going to rob you and want to kill you 
That's how bad it would get. Go ahead. No, I agree. It would be really bad like that, but there's there's so much more when when you know how when there's a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. How many trucks like a hurricane. Are, sh- are shipping in yet? Well, you and I have seen how many hurricanes? Yeah. Many. Well, just just over the last you know few months, the nation, aside from seeing the COVID pandemic type of thing mm-hmm. where there's like trucks right. were going nuts trying to get stuff in, mm-hmm. um, there was flooding in what uh, North and South Carolina. There was storms, the, the tornadoes. and Kentucky, Tennessee. They all this flooding. stuff going on. Well, there's trucks that are bringing product like the Salvation Army and the Red Cross. All these places are trying to ship stuff to them because they lost it all. Well, that same stuff is going to be gone when you use it up when trucks aren't bringing it. And then you're not going to have a truck resupplying you because they're not going to come to you. So you're not going to have anything at all. And that's what I was meaning. You know, in the old days, like you'll see where... um, uh, the old movies where the the uh, atomic bomb went off or whatever, like the radiation, and you see mm-hmm. where the, the the town's deserted. Right. That's what it's going to be. Well, that's like. what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's going to be a, de- a desert town, a deserted town. There was a movie back in like the 80s. It was called Omega Man with Charlton Heston, and it was like a I, I forget exactly what happened, but people were like they looked kind of like almost zombie-ish, you know what I mean? And they were they were just uh, trying to kill what normal humans were left. I'm serious. And it was a, uh, the whole city where he lived was just down and out nasty. What was the one with Will Smith in it? Legend. I, I am legend, mm-hmm. right? Same thing, right? It was a, something happened to the where. The zombie apocalypse type well, of thing. And look, we're not that. We're not that thick on the conspiracy here. Okay, we're not saying zombies are going to come out, but I can assure you... Your town's going to be deserted like that because nothing's going to be coming in. Well, I can assure you, this is the truth. When you got a big part of the population that was never raped... Look, let's be honest. I'm not picking on today's generation, but let's be honest about a lot of them. How do they, how, how do they eat half their dinners? They eat out at Burger King or they have a microwave to cook in, okay? Mm-hmm. Most most young people, and there are, don't get me wrong, there's some young people that do know how to cook and understand they are very good. But there's a lot that honestly, if it wasn't for a microwave and a TV dinner or Burger King, they would freaking starve now. Then you take those same people, they don't know how to work on vehicles. You know, like I said, you take trucking away, everything else goes with it. Yep. Next thing you know, your car is breaking down. Who's going to fix your car? I mean, it just keeps on going on and on and on. You you run out How are you going to get the parts to fix your car? Yeah, because everybody that has a skill that that is a good, hardworking person, they're leaving your city. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you go back to what I was saying. You know, there you are, right, in a city, and 75% of these people don't have a skill to go and hunt their dads their dads never taught them how to hunt or maybe they just didn't want to they were too busy playing video games they didn't want to go fishing with dad they did, they thought their their friends were more important maybe they want to maybe some of these cities where weed is is legal they're sitting there hey your weed's going to go away too no truckers are going to deliver that and and on and on and on oh all your all your medical supplies period right so here you Who are supplies CVS it, it'll get very dangerous when if 75% of the population doesn't understand survival, the only survival they know is honestly rob and kill. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Break in, rob, kill, steal, do what they have to do, 
And I'm not saying it's by design. I'm just saying that that's what it will come down to. Now, some people out there are probably going, it ain't going to be that bad. I guarantee you. Think when, about when it. You it will. A, when you cut off the pipeline of trucking, mm-hmm. you just cut off the entire uh, uh, reservoir, your, your entire chain of not only your clothing and stuff coming in, but your necessities. You will 100% pay the piper, and I promise you, they'll be begging for the police to come back. They really will, okay? And I want to tell you something. I mean this sincerely. I watched that video, okay, with, with George Floyd. That cop honestly should go to prison for the rest of his life. No person should ever have that done to them, what happened to him. He, that cop did more than take George Floyd out of the world, okay? That cop made cop... He, I guarantee there's cops that are irate over that because that cop literally went and did something. He turned this country upside down because of, of being an, an unjust cop. But what I was going to say is this. I wanted to bring this up right then. We were talking about this this morning at, at breakfast. The thin, they call it the thin blue line, because this is where all this stuff has originated. I just wanted to, to mention this. They call it the thin blue line. The thin blue line is basically never rat on your, your cop brother. But my question to, to the guys at lunch or breakfast this morning was this. Out of all the cops, which one, Ruthann, do you think are the ones going, never rat on your brother. You got your brother's back. You re- always better remember that. Never rat on your brother. What, do you think the good cops are saying that? Or do you think the ones that are doing shit Mm-hmm. Do you think they're the ones that are going, hey, you better not rat on each other? Why would you have to say that unless you're the guy doing crap that, that first off, if you're being ratted on, it's because you did something wrong. You're bad. Yeah, you're bad. Yeah. So all you cops, and we have cops and DOT and Stadies that listen to our show, okay, that we hear from. I'm just telling you, if you're a bad cop, okay, then you're part of the freaking problem. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good cop, and you got these guys bullying you to, to not rat. You need to start stepping up to the plate and going, wait a second. If you're not doing anything wrong, guess what? We don't have to worry about the thin blue line because you're not doing anything wrong. But if you're doing something wrong, why would you drag me into your... Because honestly, that's what they're doing. The bad guy that's threatening the other cops saying, you guys better have each other's backs. When when you do that, all you're really saying is when I keep taking bribes or I keep um, arresting people for wrongdoing or I'm hiding evidence, you need to have my back. That's The bad guys say that. The good guys mm. never say the thin blue line. It's like line. a bully. Right. It's, it's exactly what it is. The good cops never have to say that. But they're the ones that are also now looking bad because, honestly, the good ones never stood up and said, no, F that. I'm not going to, 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 to go along with your thin blue line where I've got to have your back while you're taking bribes over there or you're beating a guy down or you're planning evidence or you're doing something wrong. All I'm saying is that cop sure honestly caused a lot of chaos to what we're all going through right now by st- putting his knee on that guy's neck. And whether the guy was right or wrong or he, he was a criminal or not, he still should have never put his knee on him for eight and a half minutes. And then the thin blue line where all three of the other cops didn't want to stand up and help. That's what I'm talking about. That's with any 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 person that got harmed by a cop, period. Okay, so anyways, so going back to what we were talking about, the uh, amount of truckers saying, I'm not going into a city if there ain't protection. Don't blame you guys. In fact, I support all truckers that say that, 100%. That's just me. You don't have to say the same thing. I'm just saying Troy supports 
a trucker because I always said to a trucker, what's my first thing? Four years, five, what is it? We started this show in 2015. And, and the first episode, if you go back to it, one of the first episodes, we were pushing, you are the captain of the ship. If it's dangerous, if you're tired, if the weather's bad, if dispatch is trying to push you, anything at all that you are unsure of, you are the captain of that ship. You are the guy that's going to be held responsible when you go forward into danger. And therefore, I'm sorry, trucking companies might not like me saying this, but if you're a truck driver out there and they want to send you into a combat zone, and it's it's no different than a, than a trucking company asking you to drive over on your mile, over on your hours. It's really no different. If you already know there's rioting going on, the, they have streets blocked off, and you want me to try to creep into that city where I'm in danger, I'm telling you, I, I agree. Don't take the load. Go ahead. There's a lot of drivers that right now refuse to go to what, New York City, right? They already say, I'm, I refuse. I won't go to New York City. Yeah, it's because of the reputation. That's all that is. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Okay. It has a bad reputation for getting in trouble, right? You go in there. There's so many drivers that say, yeah, I got someone jumped my truck. This happened. That happened. I'd like to see the police reports. Well, what I'm trying to say is uh-huh. you have a lot of drivers now that don't want to go into that city because of all that. And they have a police department. Now they want to go, um, Minneapolis, their city council says that they're going to support the defunding of a police department. I know, that's just insane. Yeah, it is insane because they're going to terminate that and put the the money that they save on police and put it into youth, um, social and youth programs because they're saving the money on that. What what I don't understand is um, who are they going to have to... You know, they said that they're going to have some other means to take care of stuff. So they're not going to have anybody. No, they said it was going to be like a citizen's patrol or a citizen, some kind of citizen's thing, community, some kind of community protection. So so it'll be just like the community watch program where people walk around. Remember when we had the one guy down south that... uh, he, he was watching the community, and he took it upon himself to blow a young boy away. Do you remember that one? Yeah. How well did that go over? You know. Well, first it, off, first it, off, it's, I, it's, I but, agree with you. Yeah. Because that would even be even more of an untrained. I'm yeah. going to tell you. You want you want to but, know my you know Troy's solution? Go ahead, finish up. No, no. No, go ahead. All right, yeah. come on, get back in here. Well, I was just going to say you have New York. Where yeah. drivers already don't want to go into, that's going to look into doing the same thing. And, of course, Los Angeles, where drivers don't like to go to half the time as it is. So you have three major cities, major metropolitan. Me, me, mm. Metropolitan. Thank you. That now, I mean, at least with Los Angeles, they have textiles and stuff in there that, you know, they can make their own clothes if they need to. But still, it's it's. You're not going to get far when you have absolutely nobody protecting you at all because the kids that are being raised in that area are still going to think that it's okay to do whatever they want to do and it's just it's, it's just horrible. It's a horrible horrible thought that I that that to think about not having any protection whatsoever and these drivers are now not going to go to go in there even more. Okay. So here's my solution. Train the cops better. One of the things that I noticed, and maybe some other people will write in and say the same thing. One of the things I noticed over the years, when you deal with state police versus town police, for example, there is a night and day 
difference compared the stadies compared to the town cops. It's a different quality of cop even. It, it, the stadies are like way more professional 95% of times. I'm not saying that there's not any bad stadies. I'm not saying that. But they are trained way differently. It's, it's, you can just see it. You got redneck Bob. You got redneck Bob, the town cop in most in most your, your rinky dink little cops, constables. I mean, I grew up in a in an area in Pennsylvania where there was a couple cops. They just drove around on four wheel drive scouts that looked like they got it out of their backyard and put a bubble on it. I'm not kidding you. You you have to train these cops. These cops are so undertrained. I know you're shaking your head no over there, but I'm telling you, it's I, I'd never I would never agree to any, to anything more than that. You've got to take police and put them in situations. You look at just look at the George Floyd thing for a second, right there. And you've seen the video, right? Right. No, I never watched the whole video. Okay, so almost, I purposely didn't. So okay, that's cool. So for nine minutes. He has his knee on the guy. Yeah. And he's asking, he's telling the cop he can't breathe up to like five or six minutes. There's people pleading with him. And there's even a cop that's looking at him like, what are you doing? Right. And he, to me, it looks like pride. I understand. But there has to be training with these guys to where they are trained to where they're, they're trained in every situation and they have to be mentored to where they say, listen, in all all circumstances, once you have somebody subdued, just start right there for part. You know, there's a million different aspects in tr- in uh, policing. But just take that cop and say, okay, when you have somebody that's handcuffed and he's he even though he still may be strong with his hands behind his back, whatever the case is, you absolutely, absolutely hands off at that point. You put him in the car and be done with it. No, I agree with that. The once, once, once you have the situation under control where they're cuffed, there is absolutely no reason to have any more physical contact with that person in that manner. I understand all that. But here's another thing. You have cops that have no rights whatsoever to defend anybody because as soon as they do, they're getting hollered at. How many, how many people do you see where the cops themselves, even if, they, you know, you don't know if they're a good or a bad cop, but what's happening? They're getting, they're getting shot at. They're getting all this other stuff happening to them, too. I don't think it's just the cops. I think that here's the thing. You're like going, you're like out in right, left field right now. I'm just okay. saying, you, you really are, because you're, you're not understanding what I was trying to tell no, you. No, I, I understand what you're saying. No, I'm talking about all cops need to be, all police stations need to have better training. I agree with you. There's many situations where cops are getting wrongly shot at. No, I was just using that as one example. What I'm saying is it's not just the cops needing to be, yeah, maybe having a little bit different kind of training or a better training in some areas. I don't think that's the only answer. I think that when we have too many too many times where, where people that are doing harm and all they're doing is getting maybe a slap on the wrist, and then they're just repeating over and over, felons or whatever you want to call it. There's too much going on that way where the 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 cops don't have certain rights anymore because they're afraid. They can't do anything. I, I mean, I, I understand that. That's perfectly understandable what you're saying. But in all sincerity, 
that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not. I, I'm not talking about those situations. I can understand. I don't know why you think that I'm not smart enough to understand what you're saying when I just said I agree. Yes, that would be a good solution is to train them better. But training them good is not going to be the only answer is what I'm saying. Okay, then how do you get a better cop besides training them better? What's your what's more to it? Okay. Well, okay. This cop's trained. You have perfectly trained cops where they're going to do really great at situations. Okay. Right? Right. But unless someone does certain things, they can't defend themselves, right? Why couldn't they defend themselves? Because then they're going to get in trouble for defending themselves. Well, the, give if me an example. If someone's up in a cop's face screaming and, and hollering at him, and the cop's trying to tell him, just back up, back up, and nothing's happening, next thing you know, the person smacks up on the cop. What's the cop allowed to do? Okay. Now they can probably handcuff them because now they're battering the, the, the police officer, right? Okay, so I see where you're going. And, and I, let me address that. First off, I'm 100%, 100,000% agreeing that there needs to be laws because that's just as appalling as the bad cops. It's just as appalling as the asshole of filming the cop and going, just give me the ticket, asshole, and right. screaming F you to a cop. Right. That, that guy should be arrested. Right. I mean, there should... So, so okay, so now, see, the law protects those people, and they never... I don't think they ever knew it because what's funny is they never realized that they can talk to cops like that and get cocky, and, and yes... There's a lot of cops that honestly are bullies that probably need to have someone to talk back to them. But at the same time, I agree. There should be a law that doesn't allow anybody to come up and start filming a traffic stop 10 feet away. You, there should be a, they should actually sit down and, and write laws to protect the police in that respect. But at the same time, I want to go, since we're going to every aspect of, of policing and, and, and angles here, I grew up in an all-white area. Grew up in the same area as you. Mm-hmm. It's like 99% white. You know what? As young guys, 90% of the cops in that area were rude to everybody. And they were bullyish. Every one of them. Every single one of them. You didn't get out of line because they'd, they'd billy club you. And that was the truth. I think that the, I think what happens in society is that we've allowed too much lax when it comes to a lot of our laws and a lot, hey, if, if someone came and raped someone more than once, what are they getting? Up, oh, still a slap on the wrist. If someone comes in with a gun, George Floyd, the guy that just, just passed away, he has a history of other stuff. Not saying that he had any reason to to have something like that happen to him. And he didn't have any reason I'm to not kill say, I'm not saying, I know that. Okay. You need to listen. All right. Well, what, why are you bringing it up? I just want to know. Because you brought, you used him for an example on many things. So I was just bringing that up. There was other things that he did. I'm not saying that he should have ever, ever had this happen to him. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe if certain things happen, they won't repeat doing certain things. He might not have ever seen that cop again if he would have done certain things differently. Okay. And listen, we can... If a kid was bad, if a kid was bad and kept skipping school or being bad in school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If he was punished or, or said, okay, you're getting in trouble, this is what's going to happen, mm-hmm. maybe those kids don't do the same things again, right? Okay. And that's what I'm thinking. If someone that was bad got 
the punishment that they needed at that time. I'm not saying kill them. So you're saying before that incident ever even came to light, if the law would have punished George when he had committed the burglaries and the robberies and everything that is in his past, if they would have actually punished him correctly, he might have turned out a little better and not been in the situation right. where he was passing off a phony $20 bill. Right. Okay. I mean, and I have I'm to, just saying. I have to agree with that. I mean, we, we have a society that anymore, they just are so... Laxed, like you said. Yeah. And it's like these kids, I mean, I don't even know how old George Floyd was. I don't know anything about him. But I'm just saying these kids... I think he's like in his 50s. These kids are doing the same thing over and over because they think that they're untouchable. It might be a good way to say it. These ki- you know, you have so many people that are in their 20s and, and early 30s that think that, that they're literally untouchable because they never were punished for some of their actions. It was always blown off, whether it be, however, you know, they know that they did it, but if they were punished properly, maybe they wouldn't keep doing certain things. You know, when we were kids, and I mean this sincerely, we were like young adults, like in our... 20, 21, 22, 23. That's when society changed a lot. And what happened was kids started suing their parents for punishing them. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I, I remember this specifically. We were like up in arms because parents could go to jail now for spanking their kids. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And then what happened next? Huh? What happened next? Well, schools, schools, you can't, you can't, you couldn't, you couldn't spank a child what, with what, a what paddle at school. Exactly. All of a sudden, people teachers were t- couldn't do anything. People were telling the teachers to go to hell and they were hitting them and, and spanking them or not spanking the teachers, but um, running their mouths to the teachers. And next thing you know, now you had teachers afraid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so guess what? It started there. Everybody, like, all of a sudden, people are saying they have rights. So really going back to what you said, and, and, and I am in agreement with the laws don't really um, straighten people out anymore. And you go back to where, where parents were all of a sudden, if you caught, caught spanking your kids, people were afraid they were going to go to jail. If a teacher put their hand on a kid, they were getting fired, and then they were going to go to jail. And then it just kept escalating and escalating. Next thing, right. you, yeah, next thing you know, um, uh, uh, boys can use the girls' bathroom, and people aren't getting offended. Next thing you know, um, cops now are being videoed. And it started off, if you remember a couple of years ago, it started off where people were videoing the cops, and the cops were like, don't video me, you're not allowed. And then they argued a little bit. But they still, they still weren't all that brave. But then all of a sudden, you have a society saying, we're going to fire cops for every little thing. We're going to uh, now pers- prosecute. I'll tell you right now, I bet it would be really hard to, to recruit cops right now, you know what I mean, to join the force knowing what's going on. I, ag- I believe they need to restructure the police departments. I believe they need to, to, to get them to a higher level of... Uh, that's why I said stadies. You look at stadies. It's hard to get out of a ticket with most stadies because they are by the book and they are 
spot on usually what they're doing. Most stadies, not every. Okay. But then you compare him to, to Billy Bob, the town cop. It's a total different guy. That's the guy that's got nothing but pride. He knows half the people and he's going to kick your ass if you don't walk a straight line. That's, that's the Billy Bob's in most of these little. See, I disagree with you on the Billy Bob. Well, I'm telling you, I knew a lot of Billy Bob cops. But see, the, the Billy Bob cop might be what's good because that cop, because he does know everybody in town, he might actually be more tuned to, you know, he never act that way. There might be something more that I'm not seeing. I'm not talking about the one that's prideful. Because no matter what, you still are going to always have someone that takes their authority and put it in a different perspective. And you have them abusing that situation. You have that with every single situation with a person being an authority. Well, that's that's where I'm talking about the training. Needs to, it needs to take that... I've got a badge on attitude and that I, th- I believe and look again I'm not against cops I'm just saying when you take that I've got a badge and a gun and you better listen to me because of that and when somebody just maybe smarts off or doesn't show you the respect you think you deserve you're now taking it personal and many people have been put in handcuffs all because they all they did was say, "Well, sir, can you at least tell me why?" And 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 all you heard was people being screamed at, scared. You look at that shaver guy out in Mesa, Arizona, that shot that white kid uh, in a hotel room. He was he was actually what's the there? He was an exterminator, and somebody seen him in the hotel. They said he had a, a, a rifle. Well, here it was a pellet gun that he used to kill the rats. He was an exterminator, so when he would go into certain areas where they had rodents, he would use the pelican to kill some of the rats if he's seen them. And so it was just somebody calling in over that. So the cops come in with like AR-15s and sick-looking military setup, and they got him in a, in a, in a, a, uh, a hallway, and all you hear is, you know, you will do this. It sounded like Simon says, you will get on your knees. You will cross your knees. You will interlace your hands. You will look forward. You will not do this. You will not reach. If you do, we will shoot you. This is, I mean, and the guy's crying and begging for his life. And when he stumbles forward, his hand goes behind his back. And they just, the, the main guy just, boom, 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 shaver, the cop. They, he blows the guy away. He's a white guy that gets killed, right? And guess what? He was acquitted. Never did any, never did jail. Never did jail. And now all that was was testosterone blown up. And the guy was clearly on his knees crying. You should have just told him, lay on your face. We're coming to get you. But no, they. it's almost like they tried to kill him. They had their testosterone and their pride going. And they were look, it's, it really looked like they were looking to kill somebody that day. I'm just telling you, the training needs to start with attitude. And yeah. Your attitude needs to be above and more professional than the jackasses you're dealing with. It's almost like truckers. We tell truckers, what do we tell them? You're the professional driver. Okay, when you when you got a car messing with you or whatever, back off and let them get down the road. Why? Because you're the professional driver. You're not supposed to be doing things. Why? Because you have a class A CDL and you have 80,000 pounds. You are the same with a cop. You need to be able to maintain. And if you can't maintain an attitude while somebody is, is disrespectful or he's on drugs or he's, he's wasted, you don't know what you're dealing with. I'll tell you something else I've seen a couple times. There was a, a guy, right, in a car. Cops came up to him. He was having a, an incident, a health incident. And he was like in a seizure, but they thought he was drunk. And they ripped him out of the car and handcuffed him. And he ended up dying. 
all because they weren't trained to spot a guy that's really not really that coherent. You think he's playing a game. You think he's on something. No, he wasn't on nothing. I'm just saying, we need better training. I think that would help. Okay, so should we just wrap this one up? I, th- I think you've gotten a little fired up, too. I'm, I'm fine, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I told you, um, you know, when you came on the show a couple of years ago, right? And we should, should we tell everybody about you, you know? Cause, of course, Trey. Like, cause you being, like to tell me all uh, the time. Exactly, because, like, if we're being honest about me, I'm easygoing. I'm the guy that's, like, Mr. Cool. I don't, you know, argue with anybody. What dimension are you in? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Read that. It, anyway, so, okay. So we're in agreement, though. If, if it's a dangerous city, don't go. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think that our society has been pushed so much with so much. I don't even know the words to use. Let's just put it this way. You have cops that probably have been pushed their, to their limits, because you have people that think it's their right to scream and holler at a police officer. They're a public servant. That means that they're there to help you. But you have, you have, right now, if Troy was a police officer and someone was screaming in your face. I would never make a good cop. No, you wouldn't. But, I would be the bad cop. But what I'm trying to say is if you have someone, even me, if someone's screaming in my face, I am the complete opposite of Troy. I'm the easygoing. I am the most patient. I am all that. But if I have someone screaming at me and pushing me, I will break. Everybody breaks at one point or another. That doesn't matter. Do that over a, a, a long period of time. And, and that great cop, over years of being just pushed and bullied and pushed and bullied because of, of the fact that he can't do certain things or because um, society has allowed certain things and he's seen so many things that have gone wrong, use it, the fact of a, a child being abused. He might have watched this kid get abused over and over and over, and he's done everything he possibly can to protect that kid. And, and he might break on that, that dad that was beating the kid one time. He might have seen him off guard, and he snapped, and he might have killed that guy, but... At that exact moment, he might not have had that, quote, perfect justification to to have done that. He's the bad cop, right? That's right. Because he did it at the wrong time, but he broke. Because he he broke the law, he swore to uphold. It doesn't matter if you break or not. Well, what I'm saying, though, is I think if we were able to totally retune all of our... when, When we were young, I know with me, I mean, you might have been the badass kid when you were young... For all I know, he was. He was mean. But me, I was not. I would have been afraid. I would have been afraid to do certain things because I wouldn't have wanted to get in trouble. You know, I didn't want to disobey my parent because, well, I did. But still, I still wouldn't have wanted to if I was going to have a parent that would have beat me with a belt or, or do certain things because they were allowed to back then. You know what I mean? Maybe then if they would have allowed parents to just justfully... Uh, you know, punish their children for, for their actions. Maybe when that kid gets older and they're the ones now that are being really bad kids that, you know, are young adults that these cops have to try and, and, and correct and, and, and punish and do whatever they have to do. Maybe if, if, if it would have not rolled itself around and it would have started back in the beginning, 
maybe we wouldn't have some of the situation we have. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it needs to be completely retuned. Not only do the cops need to be retrained, and I think the the cop that that has, you know, like you were saying, they one incident or two incidents or something like that, the ones that have gotten marks against him. Well, that cop that did that, he had marks against him. He should have never been stayed a police officer. I think that the same way, three strikes, you're out. You cannot be a cop if you cannot keep it. If you can't do like every year a psyche eval to make sure that you still are okay or every six months or whatever the case might be, you should still be able, you know, they should implant those kind of things to make sure the cops aren't breaking. Okay, so listen to this for a second. Um, you know, there's a million incidents I could bring up. And one of the incidences is I always say, what I see a lot of these videos where a citizen will say, well, sir, show me the law. I, I, you're, you're, you're saying that's illegal and it's not illegal. Like, and, and, the, and the citizen will quote the law. Like, for example, somebody that's got an open carry or someone that's carrying a gun and a cop dis, disarms them or puts them in handcuffs and tells them that they can't carry or they can't. I'm just using that as an example, right? And then the citizen's showing them the law saying, no, you're wrong. It's, and, and, the, and half the cops that I see in these videos don't understand even the law they're supposed to be pushing. So I'm thinking what would also help is this. Check this out. So we have better trained cops. We have a app or something to where a cop can push a button, right, tap a button on a screen and pull up that law right away to make sure that he's within the right, okay, and if the citizen's wrong, then arrest him if you need to do. But also here's something else. I think we need to train the citizens, now, what I mean by that is the citizens need to know the law because half of them don't. I hear a lot of people crap talking and they don't understand half the rules and the laws and they quote stuff that is totally wrong. OK, so I almost think that everybody needs to understand the law. You know, what I mean, just because you're a law enforcement officer doesn't mean everybody else shouldn't know the law. I think everybody should know the law. That way, when you break it, you know you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would make even more sense. And what would be nice is if they retooled the police departments and they said, look, here's what we're going to do. And here's the, the extensive training for, for you guys, but also citizens. Here's commercials. Every commercial now on TV or on the, on the Internet will flash certain laws. If you if, if here's the law of speeding or the law of littering, the law of this, the law of trespassing, whatever, and have it plain in each county because it varies in different states. I don't think that should vary anymore. I think most of it should be well, nationwide. I, I agree. Everything should be a nationwide law. I 100 percent agree with that, but it's not. Okay, counties, uh, the justice systems are so different in each county. But if if people could see stuff flashing all the time where it's like, oh, they would read it. It's almost like the little, you know, when you're taking a leak in the men's bathroom in the truck stop, you got these little ads that are above the toilet and you read every one while you're taking a leak, you know. But the bottom line is... We don't have that. Well, of course, because you don't stand to take a leak. But the bottom line is, you know, if they put little laws up there, the law, the law of fishing without a license, the law of hunting without a license, the law of... Of of um, spitting on somebody, well, you know, just a law. Just let all the laws be known mm -hmm. to people, and here's where it's punishable by. And yes, a cop does have a right to arrest you if this happens. Blah 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 blah. I think you need to tr start training the world on what you can and can't do because there's a lot of confusion out there. Just saying, yeah, and make it simpler terms too. It's just like medical stuff. It's so hard to understand what the words they're trying to say because they use so many 
uncommon words, but they're also, you know, it, they, they try and make it confusing by using words that just not only are uncommon, but just they're difficult. Well, that I 100% agree. That, you know, fine, you, that fine line that the lawyers draw up on every disclaimer. The little, the, the, the small print. And it's all designed to protect the guy that's screwing you for, on something he's selling you. That, to be honest with you, that should be a law against. But bottom line is there needs to be change. I mean, there's always change can be good. Change would be very good. But not disarming the police. That's stupid. Taking away cops, stupid. Changing the way people do things, good. Taking cops away, bad. Ruthann? I agree. Okay. You got the word? Let's let's wrap this up. You got the word of the day? Well, I have one thing I want to say, too. Go ahead. Um, Arkansas is looking at raising their speed limit. Okay. What was it, 70? Yeah, they're looking at raising it to 75. Okay, cool. In fact, anytime you you can raise the speed limit on an interstate, uh, truckers are happy. Okay, it says this week transportation officials in Arkansas announced a major speed limit increase for interstates and highways. On Wednesday, the Arkansas Highway Commission approved a plan to increase speed limits on certain roadways starting Mm -hmm. on or after July 1st. Our rural interstates will go to 75, our urban interstates will go to 65, and our rural multi-lane highways, which are four to five-lane highways that are designed as interstates, will go to 65. I was just thinking when you were saying that, everybody will like that except for your major trucking companies that have 62 to 65 mile-an-hour trucks. It ain't going to make a difference to them. Mm-mm. Yeah. So you got, I throw that out. you got your word of the day today? I do. What do you got? Um, well, let's see. I have biodiversity. Biodiversity. Uh-huh. The variety of life in the world or in a particular habitat or ecosystem. Okay. Again, just give it to me again. It, biodiversity means what? The variety of life in the world. In other words, everybody. Right, you know, the our variety world. of life. Mm-hmm. Or in a particular habitat or ecosystem. So in, um, there's biodiversity in the rainforest, meaning that there's multiple, multiple different varieties of animal and plant life. Okay. That's one way of saying it. Thanks. Or I can actually use the sentence, the Australian biodiversity is responsible for almost 10% of all species on Earth. Okay. Biodiversity. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll ever use that one. No, that one's pretty different, isn't it? It really is. Usually you have something cool. Hmm. So, not a big deal. All right, cool. No, it's time to wrap this pot up. <laughs> Believe me, we're at an hour. You ready to wrap it up? I am. Let's get out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.